service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! And Peter and Barry both with a big spring in their step because Scotland saw off Ukraine 3-0 on Wednesday night here in Glasgow. Can it be same again tomorrow evening against the Republic of Ireland? at the National Stadium. Josh Doig and Declan Gallagher are called up. Nathan Patterson went off during the week and David Turnbull also had an injury so they, as you know, are out of the squad. We'll hear from Stevie Clark speaking about the game tomorrow and saying about John McGinn, his 50th cap tomorrow. And, uh, well, he saw us on the way the other night. We'll speak to Barry and Peter in a moment or two. Other headlines today, Liam Fox confirmed as the manager of Dundee United. Barry... He went four at the back. We talked about it just beforehand and it worked. Yeah, we we, we seen the, the team come out. Um, we spoke about it. Will he stick to his back three or, or go to a back four? But he went with the back four and it worked wonders, Paul. Um, I thought the structure was good. They were really aggressive. They were really positive in their play. Um, there was good patterns they play as well. Um, overall, I thought it was a fantastic performance and the substitutions coming on and making an impact. Ryan Fraser... Hickey coming on for Patterson and obviously Lyndon Dykes coming on and getting that double. So overall, it was a, a brilliant performance, a brilliant result. And hopefully now they can um, go on and, and do the same at Republic Ireland tomorrow because the last time we know what type of performance and result that was. But I'm I'm confident now um, in this, this group of players because what i seen on Wednesday night was a, a team fully, fully confidence. And let's be honest, Ukraine are a very good team and they dominated I think it was something like 24 attempts on goal um, so overall brilliant result brilliant performance and bring on tomorrow night it could have been even more couldn't it Peter yeah I yeah. thought they were excellent we said about them starting fast getting the support behind them and that's exactly what they did you know and we talk about simple things you know we talk about that first tackle that first header that pa- first pass forward people think that's without the game that's never going to change and that's what supporters like to see. That's what Scotland's been brought up in. And they've got the quality, and they showed that the other night there, you know, with some of their play was very good. Yes, people talk about the fact that Ukraine never had some of their main players. We understand that. But many times has that happened with Scotland. You know, we've got to take results when we can get them. But it becomes a great result, or it becomes a fantastic result tomorrow if you get another victory on top of it. And that, that's the most important thing. We've talked about four points probably prior to it. There's a possibility in six, and what, what a fantastic two games, uh, two games that would be. We'd be disappointed if we don't get another three points tomorrow. Yeah, I would, after yeah. the, the, the performance. And we spoke before the game on Wednesday that the, the quality we've got in the, in the squad, um, not just with the, the team that started the game, as I just mentioned earlier on there, the players that come on, uh, certainly the three players that I mentioned, made a real impact. I thought Young Hickey, un- listen, unlucky for Nathan Patterson because he's had a brilliant start to the season for Everton, but I thought Hickey come on and, and looked to part and Dykes getting his double and I thought Ryan Fraser, because he's been out the squads, obviously what happened previous, he had a, a point to prove. So, yep, I'm, I'm looking um, at tomorrow night 
a real positive performance, a positive result, and carrying on from what they've done on Wednesday. It'll be interesting to see, will he stick with the back four, will he go back to the back three? I mean, granted we're speaking, will he go two up top? Because I honestly believe that Republic Island are there for the taking. Peter, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. And I think we go back to the other evening there, and the thing that pleased us more than anything, you, you forgot Craig Gordon was playing. And I think you've got to give great credit to two centre-halves, McKenna and Henry, have not played together many times. We played them at the start together, and we thought there was a partnership there that could develop over the piece. We being you under uh, Alan Ballard, McLeish. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we started them many times together, you know. And we thought that was important because we thought they were young and we know different things have happened with moves and injuries and whatever. But I thought both of them all night they were excellent. But it just shows you how important Kieran Tierney is as well. I thought he was terrific. I think he's a... People talk about how good he is going forward. Kieran's a fantastic defender, you know, and I think as you've got to remember he is a defender first and foremost. That's where you've got to be when you're a defender. If you don't play a winger out there, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And he's the best left-back defensively, I believe, you know, him and Robertson. I think defensively, I think that's where he gets the nod on it because of that quality. And a couple of occasions, I think it was at 0-0 other night, the ball came in from the opposite side and right in front of goal, Kieran gets in front, you know, and he does that fantastically well. And I think he defends that much better than Andy does. And I think that's what gives him the nod is that left-back, if you're looking for that left-back. Let's hear from the manager speaking about the back four. Just felt the the right way to go, having, having looked at the Ukraine game from the summer, how to occupy the pitch, uh, what to give us to make us better against that, that shape. And it worked well. But maybe in games going forward, the back three is the best way to go. So we've always said I want to be flexible, and then you're on a run where you're winning all the time with the with the back three or the back five or whatever, however you want to name it. We, we had a good run. We stuck with it. It obviously didn't work quite as well in the summer. So it was a, was a good time to try the change. Barry, I was interested in your article today. Excellent article in the Daily Record. Still available. A pound and 20 pence. Uh, Barry, expensive, uh, oh, well, everything's going up. So great journalism is worth it. Um, but you were saying you give us a wee bit of a look at behind the scenes, what it's like away in international duty. And you said a lot of it's not glamorous, but this took you back a bit to the days under Walter Smith, along with uh, Tommy Burns and Ali McCoy. Yep, and Alec McLeish as well. Yep. Um, yeah, it's tough. We, we spoke about it on Wednesday. You're away for 10 days and, and there's not a lot to do, Paul. Um, you, you train, you eat, you go to sleep, you're stuck inside the, the hotel room. Um, so it is tough on the on the guys. And I, I, I always say it was important that you had a real togetherness and we had a real togetherness in, in the squads under Walter and Alec. And I feel that's the, the same under Steve Clark at this moment in time. They look if they're happy to turn up because previous, you've seen quite a lot of number of call-offs, which I don't like seeing. So you very rarely um, see that. But listen, it's it's a team that look full of confidence. Obviously a tough summer. And what you see in a, a very good team is how they respond. And that team responded in the right manner on, on Wednesday night. I thought every every man on, on that pitch... Um, Brought the A game, and as I said, like Kieran Tierney was it for me? He's he's an outstanding footballer. Um, he's a defender. He's he's a warrior. Like, he's a throwback. Mm-hmm. Kieran Tierney. And I, I think he's vital that you have somebody like that in the team. But then you can go into Callum McGregor, McTominay. I thought they complemented each other brilliantly, and it allowed John McGinn for me. If you let John McGinn off a leash, he's a much better player. Let him go and get in people's faces and get beyond the the striker and Stuart Armstrong and Christy coming in doing a good job she Adams up top worked his backside off so and as Granny mentioned the two centre backs not played yeah. a lot together I thought they were solid um, and as I said Patterson started off pretty well Hickey coming on seamless wasn't yep. it yep Craig yeah. Gordon never had much to do but 
you know what if he has something to yeah. do he always brings a bit of quality so I thought overall everybody produced a, a top performance now it's about taking that forward and hopefully they can they can bring that to the game tomorrow night against Republic Island you can join the conversation 0808 17 17 700 Paul Cooney here with Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson we're on the socials at Go Football Show Peter you must be chuffed that Barry mentioned Alec McLeish today and you were part of it as well because for so long people say oh Scotland's going wrong but there were signs then there were players that he was bringing in that have come good now it's tough there's no doubt they're getting away with that Kazakhstan was tough you yeah. know and some of the performances we deserve the criticism we got as we always said you know there was no hiding away yeah. from that but there was obviously circumstances which as a manager and Alec anybody that knows Alec Barry knows him very very well um, Alec would never blame anything else you know he would never make an excuse and say we couldn't do this or we done this or we had to do this but obviously it was a tough call at that particular time but there was a lot of new bodies coming in remember we started going to Mexico and Peru we went yeah. to and that was really 22 new first caps really you that was know. the end of the season wasn't yeah, it yeah yeah so obviously a lot yeah. of people weren't wanting to go to that you know for different circumstances but it was a brilliant trip thoroughly enjoyed it we played Mexico who were going to the World Cup we played Peru who were going to the World Cup and you got the likes of McKenna you got the likes of Henry not getting games you know which was fantastic you know to watch and as I said there was things that came out of it very good and obviously there were things that was disappointing there's no getting away from that so but I thoroughly enjoyed the period of time there obviously you always wish it could last longer sure. as we say as a player mm-hmm. you want to be involved in the national team and it's the same as a coach that's your highest accolade you can possibly get as one for the national team Barry? Yeah I, I thought some of the criticism was harsh on Ali I, I know I'm granted you just mentioned I know what that job meant to him I know how hard he, he worked and he would have took it personally um, but I just thought at the time I didn't like what was getting written about him because um, I know what type of character he is and I, I know what Scotland meant to him as a player, as a manager. And, and I said that when when um, he got let go by Scotland, I, I thought it was harsh, but listen, there was a lot of noise getting made, which I thought was was very unfair. One of his old clubs, Aston Villa, yours as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, John McGinn, he's the talk of the town, isn't he? Because it looked as though we weren't going to get the goal. No, as yeah. the game, I don't know how Granty felt when it was going on. We were dominating yeah. and we were creating chances, but you're getting to 65, you're getting to 70 minutes and you are playing okay. against a quality team. You're thinking, I hope they don't go up yeah. here in the counter-attack. And, Mudric up there. And, yeah, yeah and, and sneak a goal. But listen, that backside come in handy again. But he uses <laughs> his body brilliantly. I, I don't care. I, I, that's a skill in itself. Yeah. He knows how to use his body. He turned the boy um, and it was a great finish. And I thought after that goal, we kicked on. We went up on our level. Yep. It just gave them another surge of confidence. And then thankfully, we got the other two goals after that. Here's the manager speaking about John McGinn. Great. You just got to look at his, his contributions, his goal scoring record, his assists. He can play different midfield positions. He brings his own bubbly, bright personality into the group. He, he's, he's a key, key member of the squad on and off the pitch. I think he enjoys it when I push him a little bit further forward and he's got the chance to to make those goals, to make those assists. Uh, it works well for us. It has worked well for us. Uh, and obviously I'm indebted to John for a lot of the a lot of the good wins that we've had because he's managed to get the goals or the assists. So hopefully he can keep it going and hopefully he can get to hundred and get a few more goals and assists along the way. Peter, that's quite a tribute for the manager. I'm indebted to him. Well I think we we've said before. John's better with the game in front of him mm-hmm. and that tells you his stats there is no doubt of that Callum McGregor's the one that goes and gets the ball or a Billy Gilmore wants to go and get the ball John's different from that so we've got to use John's strengths I know in certain circumstances and it's probably happened with Stevie's it did with us at certain times you have to adjust because you don't have certain guys available you know but that's what he gives you you know he gives you that strength that power that energy and that and it takes away the 
the thought process saying, well, where have I got to be sitting as that central midfield player? Because you can't empty that now. And John's the type of boy just, but he's attracted to the ball. And as a central midfield player at that level, you can't be because it leaves too many big gaps and too many top teams will rip you apart because they will see um, leaving that yeah. space. So it works very well for John and the, 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 the country when he's allowed to have that more freedom. And I think that's what happened the other night there. I thought the team had a lot more legs, and we spoke about it prior to it, had a lot more legs to go against opposition to stop them playing, you know, and it allowed Scotland to probably be on the front foot more often than not. And that's why the performance was as good yep. John Thurlow deserved his goal yep. I think when he plays further forward he starts the process of closing down he goes and he yep. gets in people's faces and then his teammates react to that that's why I like him look he can play in that holding role he can do a good job but I think when he's allowed to go and get in people's faces and close people down and get up and support the, the main striker I think he's he's a lot better um, and it's proven in the games he's played in that position because he's come up with big goals um, and big moments for Scotland well, Barry you know if you're playing with one striker you've got to have guys that want to run beyond him or support him mm -hmm. you know and if you've not got that and they're all sitting behind the ball all want to feel the ball that becomes very very difficult because you have nobody in the box and the one thing you can say no matter where the ball comes in the box John's in there with one of the strikers if that's the area the pitch he's going to play in and yet that's a must if you don't have a second striker if you're not playing with two strikers. How much did you enjoy it, Barry? You'd be there in the house in Lanarkshire watching it on the 75-inch screen. <laughs> there are many screens on. Wasn't that I one of the most it. enjoyable? I was, I was sitting yeah. a cup of tea with a, a packet of digestive biscuits, chocolate. <laughs> right. and Chocolates. A, yeah, and I finished the full packet and I enjoyed it. I did, I really, I thought it was a real good watch. The first 10 or 15 minutes, they were dangerous a couple of times in the counter-attack, yeah. but then when the game settled down, I thought we started to take control I thought Callum McGregor and McTominay started to, to dominate in the middle of the pitch and um, as we spoke about I thought John McGinn Armstrong and Christy don't forget I thought they'd done a great job in there with getting up and supporting um, Shea Adams so I, I really enjoyed it and um, it was a thoroughly deserved win it's yep. the best I've seen Scotland in a long long time Could well, I think it came from the centre half yep. but to be fair yep. because I think when they got the ball they looked forward with a first pass too many times I see us going square you know, across the back and the game's too slow. And then as a midfield player, you're marked. As a forward, you're marked. But the, the two uh, centre-halves used the ball very well. They broke the lines with the ball, the first pass, yeah. into the McGregors or into the, the forward players. And I thought that gave us a start. And supporters want to see that. Teams want to play like that. They want to get to the opposition goal as quickly as we possibly can. Sometimes you've got to take the sting out of the game. I understand that. But their first look was forward. And I think that was a positive. And that gave everybody else a positive start. Here's Scott McKenna. Yeah, uh, very pleasing. I think the fact that we, we scored three goals, kept the clean sheet, but also created lots of chances and didn't really get give up too many chances. Uh, it was almost a complete performance. You both mentioned that the concentration was there. Here's Stevie Clark. I spoke before the, f or in the first press conference about being in a position going in to play Poland, uh, play Ukraine in Poland, that we had a chance to to top the group. At the moment, all we've achieved is we can't get relegated from the group. That's the only thing we've achieved. We can finish third, we can finish second, we can finish first. So it's just to treat the Irish game as well as we treated the, the game against Ukraine to try and get the three points and make sure that we go to Ukraine and still in a good moment, still feeling good about ourselves and looking for the what would then be one point to, to, to qualify. So... We've still got everything in front of us. You can get carried away looking at what, what we could achieve, but let's just concentrate on the next game and try and make the next step forward. You can tell how much he's enjoying it. He doesn't get too high or too low, Barry, but he, he's loving this no, moment. He, he knows. Yeah. Listen, as a manager, you know when your team's yeah. performed yeah. Um, 
brilliantly and, and that's the way he's coming across but I'm not a big man for stats but I did look at the stats 24 attempts on goal it's a hell of a lot against a, a quality team and that shows you we were on the front foot straight away Granted, mentioned guys were looking to pass forward not just taking the easy option and playing it sidewards um, and uh, we, we created some amount of chances and it just as the game was going on at, you know what it's like typical Scotland we've created this many chances mm. Are they going to go up the pitch? But thankfully, John McGinn came up with that that goal, and as I said, it gave us a another shot of confidence. And as I said, I thought Dykes come on. Um, look, guys will be disappointed they're not playing, but it looks of like these guys are coming on happy, but to prove a point. And he's I thought his two headers were were top class. And Ryan Fraser, who's been out the squad, as I mentioned, he looked um, he looked if he was right up for it. But I thought the whole group, I thought the starting eleven, I thought he picked the ideal team. Um, as he mentioned there he's watched the game in June they dominated us mm. and he had to change something he changed the shape bit of personnel and it worked wonders for us that's some way to make up with the manager isn't it supply those uh, the corner kicks Ryan Fraser absolutely and that's what you've got to do you've got to go in and make an impact I mean I've got a terrible habit I don't like calling them substitutes because they can come on in the first minute and be a big part of your team so they're, they're a team member and they respect to that it's a difficult one because sometimes I was a sub and whatever oh. but how important they are yeah. You know, there's the guys that come on and one gets two goals and one gets two assists. You know, young Hickey comes on and does exceptionally well. You know, so they're football players. You know, they've mm -hmm. got an impact to make and it's trying to get that mentality into the players sitting at the side but how important they can be. You know, I can imagine Dykes at the side of the pitch being disappointed and then all of a sudden he comes after the game he's got two goals he'd be yeah. as high as a kite. You know, so that's how important and it's easy for a manager to say it but the players have got to try and think that way and I think if you've got a group like that it's saying well I can still have an impact on it and that's what proved the other night there that they had the group that was ready to go on and try and help their teammates that was on the pitch and get that result and now the big secret is is maintaining it. Keep it going, that winning mentality. Absolutely. I think you always have to go with the winning mentality. We, we want to build a culture here where every time we go to the pitch that we want to win the game so I think we've shown that consistently nine game unbeaten run an eight game unbeaten run we want to build that type of run again we want to be we want to feel good about ourselves going into every single game you never set up for the draw you always set up to win and if you're not quite good enough to win then hopefully you get the draw it's got everybody buzzing hasn't it Barry Monday night Tuesday night when we were on and Wednesday you're saying alright we're back to this what is it exactly everyone does at the yeah, beginning because we were pretty down yeah. in June because of the sure. results and the, the performances and, and this game coming up on Wednesday and like, what, what are we going to get? Are so much so you left the country for a holiday yeah. to get away. <laughs> <laughs> if you you're thinking yeah. what, what's, going to, yeah. what's going to turn up. But listen, yeah. again, it was a change of shape for me. Uh, we had spoke about it before, but will he stick to the three? But what I like now, he's got a bit of flexibility. If he starts with the four, if it's not working, he can go to the three, vice versa. If he starts with the three, he can flip back to the, the four. And that, that's a good thing to have as a as a squad and a, a football team that would have been interesting what you said earlier on there if Andy Robertson would have been fit mm -hmm. you know what would he have done then what would he have done exactly we're going to take a break and then we're going to ask you if he was fit and also you're going to do your team for tomorrow night how do you think we will will we go same again no oh, no he'll change the system <laughs> okay right that's Barry's view Peter we'll find out after the break and you can join the conversation Peter Grant Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel 24 and a half past five It's Friday evening, September weekend Barry, are you uh, jetting out anywhere this no, weekend? No, 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 you'll be at home yeah. Yeah. Peter, what about you? 
Absolutely not. I'd be sitting here with you. The list is the best company I can get. Okay. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. The Smith talking. Peter Grant, Barry Ferguson, and we're just talking about that win on Wednesday night, which will become it's in the history books now. Uh, John McGinn getting his fourteenth goal for Scotland, his forty ninth cap. He goes into the Hall of Fame tomorrow, providing he's in the team. Of course he is. Oh. He's the he's the he's the he's captain. One of the first names Absolutely. on a yeah. team sheet. So he will be in for tomorrow night. Barry's just getting his ready. You think they might play three at the back? Peter, we'll find out what you think if you ever tell us. But we're talking <laughs> about Scott McKenna. Um in the EPL now, Nottingham Forest are up there, finding it tough. He was probably the player of the year for them last year. Here he is speaking about that step up he's made in the last few months. Yeah, I would like to think so. Obviously it's a it's a different test. You get punished for any little mistake or give possession away it always leads to a chance or a goal so it's try to eradicate them mistakes but I think playing against top opposition will hopefully just improve myself Barry he was not an overnight success was he? No because when he was at Aberdeen I had to go out and loan a couple of times at Air United and, and Alloa and I quite like seeing that as a young player whether it's a club or, or um, McKenna himself that he goes and says listen I need to get that wee bit of experience but I like to see that um, learn, learn his trade in the lower leagues um, and he went back to Aberdeen and he got his opportunity and he was one of Aberdeen's main performers week in, week out. I watched him three or four times last year, you get the championship on Sky and I've got to be honest with you, he was one of the best players on the pitch every time um, I watched Nottingham Forest. Now he's went up a level, he's playing against the elite down in the Premier League but listen, it's brilliant. I, I always like to see Scottish players go down south and go and showcase their talents and do really well and, and he's he's a, a case of that where he's went down to the championship got promoted because I think Nottingham Forest were sitting bottom in the league yeah. last September what a run they yeah, went absolutely. on absolutely. he was a massive part yeah. of that making sure mm. the back door was closed mm. in terms of no conceding many goals and now he's got an opportunity to go and play in the Premier League and then his performance on Wednesday night shows you the levels that he's playing at just now Peter, where do you see the improvements in his game? Because you coached him. Well, we were fortunate enough because we, to be fair to Scotty Gemmell, in the 21s, we went to watch him in a reserve game outside Aberdeen. And we picked him for the 21s and we were playing against Holland. And we played him in the game and we beat Holland 2-0. And that was De Jong and all them involved at that particular time. And we beat him 2-0 at Paisley in a very good performance. And if I'm correct, Scott, I'm not sure if he'd actually played for the first team at that particular time, but went back up the road, he played that well on that Saturday. I think Derek picked him. I'm not sure if it was his debut, but Derek picked him to play because as Barry says, he was nowhere near. We didn't think the first team at that particular time and we were looking for a left-sided centre-back. But he's a great kid, he's a willing learner. He's probably an old throwback as well, you know. You can imagine him going down the pub for a pint. He's one of these kids, you know. <laughs> Honestly, he yeah. looks like that type of kid, but he's so desperate to do well. He's a much better user of the ball than people think, you know. That's the one thing I give him credit for because he doesn't trust himself as much as he should do. But you've seen even the other night that his passing was excellent. Mm -hmm. But also the point he's making there, he, remember they played Bournemouth the other week there, they were 2-0 up, and then he made two errors, and he got punished for both mm -hmm. of them. And that just shows you the fine line. He knows his of that concentration level. And that can only set Scotland in good stead because of the quality he's playing against week in, week out. His concentration levels have to get better. And as I say, if he gets better with that, he could end up getting many, many caps as well because natural left-siders, you know, we've been asking Kieran to play there who's done fantastically well for us there. But natural left-sided centre-backs are very, very difficult to get. And he's done that tremendously well. So hopefully he's a great success. But he's a great boy, so he deserves all the success he gets. Yeah, he is now looking forward to the game tomorrow. I would imagine they would be much the same because the problems uh, they caused us. But 
we were very poor on that day and we, we let a lot of people down, so we'll be looking to make up for that tomorrow. We'll let ourselves down, we'll let the, everyone back home down, but also there's a big travel and support that we let down as well, so we'll look to everyone tomorrow to put in a good performance and get a positive result. Well, the manager, of course, that was... Uh, things have been so good for Scotland and then at the end of May, beginning of June, we went out and then we played Ireland and we, we got a doing in Dublin. You hear Stevie Clark remembering that, but thinking about tomorrow. It's always different, different opponents, different system, makeup of player, different type of player. Uh, we know only too well from our experiences in the summer how difficult the game's going to be and we have to make sure that we're ready for everything that Ireland throw at us, ready to combat their strengths but to make sure that we play to our maximum and show our qualities on the pitch. What are the strengths, Barry and Peter? And well, I look at it, I mean, the question I'd be asking there is saying, well, was it fortunate the other night that they changed the system because Andy Robertson wasn't available but they went with the back four then, you know? And the interesting thing he's saying about the way what Ireland threw it is, would that mean he's going to go back to a back three because Ireland went, OK, they've tried to mix it up a little bit because they were getting a lot of criticism for making a lot of passes and going nowhere and the supporters wanted me back to be a bit more aggressive. So against Scotland, if you remember, they played a lot of balls forward and we didn't deal with them well enough. But I didn't think there was enough pressure on their defenders so it allowed easy passes forward. I think there's a possibility he could end up going with Dykes and Adams tomorrow and changing the system to a back three because of that. So it keeps more pressure on their back line and not being allowing easy balls forward. Barry? Yeah, I think it's going to be a real physical battle the game tomorrow night. Ireland are a physical. If you look, yeah. they, they dominated set pieces yeah, um, over in Ireland and that, I think... That will be in, in Stevie Clark's mind and, and that's why I, I think he will go for a more physical light team. I think it will be more back to front and making sure that um, Ireland are physically tested because um, we never tested them in Ireland. That was one of the things that they, they kind of blew us away yeah. in the physical side and that's why I think he, he may change. If you listen to his interview, it, it sounds of he, he's already contemplating maybe going back to a back three, which I think he will tomorrow night. So what's your team? Barry Ferguson for tomorrow night right, I'm going to go back to a back three I'm going to go Craig Gordon the back three will be Henry Henry McKenna and Tierney right wing back Hickey um, this is the only one I'm unsure <laughs> about Yeah, it's either Taylor or, or Fraser um, I'm going to go with Fraser ok yeah. midfield two in the central area who I thought were, were excellent the other night McTominay and McGregor McGinn just in front and Adams and Dykes up top Adams and Dykes up top. So going for the two up front. Yeah, I, a, I yeah. think they're... Uh, it's exciting. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think Ireland are there for the taking. Right. I really yeah. do. I think we've got to, again... We say this all the time, but I think if we, we come out of traps really quick, and they two, they two are a good partnership. I like mm -hmm. when they two play. They're a real physical presence, but they've got good attributes as well. I, I think Dykes is... He, he doesn't get enough credit in terms of technically. If you watch him last... Um, sorry, on Wednesday night, couple of balls Craig Gordon fired into him taking it out the air laying it bringing his midfield into, into play um, look I might be totally wrong but that's the team I think could okay. could um, play against Republic Peter Grant what's your team tomorrow? I would go with Gordon mm -hmm. and it'd be Henry, Henry McKenna and Tierney same as Barry and yep. I would go Hickey and Taylor Hickey and Taylor rather than Fraser ok yeah, and yep. I would go McTominay and McGregor with McGinn in front of that way Adams and Dykes same team just that one that, position which Barry I, I just think that's that, uh, that, yeah. for me because what it gives you with Taylor we're having a natural left footer mm -hmm. so when you get the ball wide you're getting crosses in for two strikers but also the two strikers are playing against these guys more often than not they can play against them whether it's in the championship or whether it's in the Premier League these guys are playing against each other so they know them well enough 
And I just think with the quality coming in, you've got John in that's legs, you've got Callum, Scott McTominay still gives you the energy in there. You know, Hickey done very well, can get up and down the right-hand side of the pitch. Taylor can do that, and it still gives you Henry, McKenna and uh, Kieran, who has been outstanding, yeah. as we've spoke about. I, I don't think Ireland are at the same level as Ukraine. Good. I, I, I don't, yep. and that's why I think you can be flexible and go back to that back three we have in the two up front and if you get the two up front with McGinn running off them and maybe a Ryan Fraser and Hickey playing really high up McTominay and McGregor being that pivot in the middle of the pitch and the back three being solid take the game to Ireland and I, I think we can have a um, a right good night on Saturday what also if it gives yeah. you McTominay yeah. he can drop in at the middle the, the back line mm. if they're going direct you've got a bit of height there you've still got the three central defenders who are all decent in the air you know, so you've still got McTominay can help you out with that physicality, you know, but then if it comes to set plays, you've got Alexi Dykes, you've got Adams, mm -hmm. so it gives you that, yep. and that was something we never dealt with very well the last game, and you've also got to remember how quick the turnaround about we've spoke about yep. before, some guys probably won't even train before they play, mm -hmm. you know, so all these things come into consideration, it's not just, it's all right us sitting here, and we've been in the position, Barry as a player, me as a coach as well in there, and you're seeing who's ready and who's ready to go again mm. and it can be these, these these are the small details you know that you don't get enough time on the training pitch and you've got to be quick as a coach to show them and Stevie spoke about it I think he'd done most of his coaching on the television I think prior to the last game you know because of that you know because as I said to you before you've not got a lot of time on that training field with these boys especially on this second game you definitely won't have Squad competition, we can hear it. People like Stuart Armstrong, who played so well the other yeah, night, but they're I mean, not in. He's one that I really like, Stuart Armstrong. He, he's again one of the players who can ghost yeah. into the box. He makes a late runs for midfield, which defenders hate. Mm. Um, Nearly he, scored. A yeah, of he times. was he was excellent on a night. So was Ryan Christie. I mean, it's harsh on them, but listen. But you've come up against him. different. Yeah. <laughs> you've come up you. against different teams, different opponents, a different way of playing. Yeah. And sometimes you need to change a wee bit of personnel within that. And listen, it's harsh on them because I thought everybody who started that game um, were excellent. Well, I agree with Barry there in the respect of that because I've picked another one with the back four in place. But obviously I went with Armstrong or Christie in the wide area with Fraser wide. You know, I'd John in front again, I'd McTominay, McGregor and I'd Dykes up on his own. But it still gives you energy and legs, you know. That's what I've, you've done I've it as well. A wee, uh, one in the bottom, so you have, wee back yeah. four, uh -huh. you yep. know. And you've—that's what you've got to do, and that's what the manager will be sitting doing. And then who's the fittest or whatever? Yeah. And like say Stuart, you'll notice about Stuart when I've watched him in Scotland. There's not a lot of times he's played the second game, or he's come off early in the first game and maybe come on, be started the second game. There's never been a period where he plays the full game and then plays the full game again. But that was right through even his career, even at Southampton or whatever. So you look for all these wee things that certain players don't do that. It was a bit like Tom Rogic, actually, when he was at Celtic. You know, he never found him playing. In 60 minutes, he was always good. And I thought he was too good for that. Until last season, and ironically. I, and yep. I still think, yep. I think Stuart Armstrong's as good as anybody. You know, left or right foot, technically very good. And a goal threat. But for some odd reason, he just doesn't seem to play. And I always get annoyed at that because I thought... He was such a player he could still be a mm. match winner. And he sounds very intelligent. Unfortunately, he is. is. <laughs> he, a, he trained as a lawyer, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I've seen his interview the, the day before the, the Ukraine game. And you know why I'm laughing? Because we were looking up some of the words, weren't yeah, we? I yeah, I know. We all yeah. was. Um... So, so let me see your homework, both of you. So Barry showed me his there. I can tell yeah, it's Barry's. I've, yeah, I've no, went... I know. Yeah, in the, it's the blue ink. Let me see you, Peter. <laughs> it's, oh, it's the green ink. Yeah, he is. Uh, so we've got the blue and the green here with uh, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. But it's Ireland tomorrow night, so... The blue of Scotland, put put it in black. But, uh, yeah, no, it's isn't this brilliant though that we're talking about a three 0 win against Ukraine, 
and we've got Ireland tomorrow. Fire in the belly, do you think, Barry, because of what happened? Yeah, they've in got Dublin? to take so yeah. much confidence. Yeah. Um, you, you could hear the stadium um, yeah. when that second and third goal went in. It was it was going crazy, and as a footballer, listen, go and enjoy it, like celebrate in the dressing room. But listen, t- uh, Thursday morning they would have been away doing their cool down, making sure they're professional and, and getting ready to go. Because listen, if they win uh, tomorrow, they're, they're going to top that group. There they are on Sky. We can see it. The training pictures. John McGinn with a, a big smile, uh, as well he would have, and the manager's nearly smiling as well. He's got squad competition. You, you want to be challenged all the time on positions, on players. You want, like I said, I, I don't think Lyndon was very happy with me that he didn't start. That's what you want. So come off the bench and show what you can do, and then give me a, an even bigger decision to make in the next game. And I want that all across the pitch, every every position. I think that's so important. That's what I said earlier on because these guys can really affect the game, you know. And I think that's so important that you have a group of players understand the reasoning. You can't all start. It's an honour and a privilege to be in the squad first and foremost. But once you're in there, of course, you want to be in the, the first eleven. There is absolutely no doubt. Any player that's not worth his salt if he doesn't want to be that, you know. And people used to talk about when I was younger, they're talking about squad games and that ready to start. And I'm like, I don't care. I have a big squad all you want as long as I'm between one and eleven. I want to play every game. And if you're not a player like that, you as well not turning up. But then, I mean, the only way you can do that is on the training pitch. Mm-hmm. The only way you can do that is when you get a chance on the football pitch on the match day that you've got to be ready. No sulking, because if you're sulking, all of a sudden, yeah. you know, especially on the national team, it's easy now. Because yeah. if you're a sulker, that's the last type of person you want around about your group. Yeah. You'd be as well saying, well, I'd be as well even have out the squad mm-hmm. all together, because you're that together that, that 10 days in a hotel or whatever, and having somebody going about sulking is the last thing you need. It's a wee bit more difficult at a football yeah. club because you've got big contracts. Sure. At the national team, thanks very much. I don't need you. Cheers. Well, I, I would worry if somebody wasn't disappointed. The Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be a concern. I mean, if you're naming a team and you see a couple of face drops, right, you know what? They're not happy. But you know what? You put that right if you get the opportunity. And that's what I thought, the substitutes. I yeah, thought absolutely. Ryan Fraser, because obviously was left yeah. out of the squad in June because mm-hmm. it, it, what happened previous in terms of no being in a squad and he was training with Newcastle. He let us down. Yeah, but he came on, he looked sharp, he yeah. looked if he wanted to show Steve Proof. Clark and the fans, I want to be here. Lyndon Dykes thinks he should be playing, yep. no playing, comes on, does the best thing, scores a double. So that's what you want to see for the for the players. Be disappointed, um, but be a, a, a good teammate and when you get that opportunity. Barry, you know what it's like, it. if you were ever left out of that, you used to see the boys, didn't you? Yeah. It'd fall out with the manager, I knew you were you're getting it. As a manager, you know the boys not happy with you. But you I always look for my left summed out, I didn't care if he was fell out with me, as long as he was good with his teammates. But that's so, so important because I expect him to be disappointed in me because if I go and tell him, listen, you've done really well or you're not playing well enough, the player knows when he's not playing well. The difficulty is when they're playing well, you're leaving them out. But sometimes that's down to tactically you're doing it for a reason. But if he goes in the huff and that, I don't mind that as long as it's with me, but not with the rest of his group. And I think especially any group of players, that's so, so important. And that's the type of character. And then... You know what it's like right through your career you're asking about certain players the first thing they'll tell you is about his character they'll never say to you the first thing you ask anybody by the way what's Paul Cooney like oh he's a good guy or whatever well they're not going to say uh, but you know what I mean but that's the sort of thing they'll say they'll not say oh he's a good footballer they'll tell you oh he's a fantastic boy trains really well but what a player he is as well but they're the first things they say to you so what they're saying is he's a good mixer he's, run, he's good round about mm-hmm. his teammates he's a fantastic teammate and it's so 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 important yeah, but also football's a small world see if you've got a bad attitude Absolutely. it spreads oh, 100%. it spreads a lot quicker yeah so <laughs> the manager's I like network. seeing that I like yeah. players been disappointed mm-hmm. even when I was a player and you've seen one of your teammates the head go down a wee bit 
Listen, the best thing to do is, see if you don't go on the day, see come Monday morning, go and show something in training, go and show a right good appetite, a good attitude, and the same as a manager, you leave players out, I don't have a problem if they didn't like me, but listen, get around your teammates, good luck today, support them, don't sulk on, on the bench, but I've seen it happening, it's no nice, I like guys with a good attitude that want to go and, and prove you wrong. Who did like you in that team? You had such a great team and you're the captain. You can't always be popular. Who was your closest person in the team? No, listen, I uh, fell out with probably most yeah. of my, my teammates. but they knew Professionally? That, yeah, but yeah. They, they knew that I, I would have done anything for them. But yeah. I was always one that I was on them. And listen, you've got to keep people on your toes. You want to win, don't standards. you? Standards. Yeah, yep, it's all about standards. That's the way you get brought up. You get brought up at the old firm on standards, Paul. Well, that was a morning phase. I can't yeah, say yeah. the word you, you know? both were weren't you but really? I was yeah. but in training honestly I trained training as if it was a match yeah. you know so I was moaning all the time and people have wrote, wrote about it in their books and whatever mm. said I hated I, I'd have hated playing with me because I was a moaning for you. I was on uh-huh. somebody's case all the time or whatever and probably it was because I understood their job as well as my own job you know because I wasn't the most talented player so I'm, but I knew what the left back could they do I knew what the outside right mm-hmm. they do so I'd be telling them what he'd be on the pitch and I'd be moaning and some of the boys would roll about it I hated them on the football pitch or on the training pitch but great guy or whatever away from yeah. it I didn't bother for that 90 minutes oh, I just was in that zone and I, that's why probably Peter the Pointer came <laughs> that particular time but I was a moaning face getting I wouldn't have liked to have played yeah. with There's, me you've got two different characters you've got one that's on the training pitch and on the football pitch and you've got one Away for the, the the football. Absolutely. That's what when, when people bump into you. Like, oh, you're so I different. <laughs> I found that when I bumped into you seriously in Bothell years ago. And I was like, oh, it's actually, you know, you, you were great. And you were really good. Now no, you're telling you lies, aren't you? No, no, not at all. I remember a Sunday afternoon. But after the break, I th- I don't forget it. In this time, we're buzzing about Wednesday night. Looking forward to tomorrow. But we also want to look at Rangers and Celtic because the Champions League's not that far away. Nine games. Each of them. I've got nine games in October. So it's mainly Scotland tonight. But we're going to have some Celtic and Rangers coming up soon. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Did players ever fall out in the dressing room or at training or whatever? Well, we'll never really know, but Peter and Barry were chatting there about some of the things over the years. There's great respect between the players though, but, you know, it's not always a popularity contest, is it? You know, no, well, I, I said to you before, remember Big Billy, God rest him, sent me and Mike McCarthy fighting and training and sent the two of us down the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realise we were actually sharing the car. <laughs> so Seriously? the two of us got in the yeah. car and they were all laughing, all the players were laughing. Who won and the Big fight? Big Mike was my oh, only be one winner. Big Mick. Big Mick. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry. But, yeah, I had yeah. quite a few. I got yeah. sent back for training with, with Dick Advocate. I was uh, fighting Sergio Perini. Ah, yeah, Sergio. Of course, yeah. Well, he was a yeah. unit. That was yeah. a box and... Yeah. Um, I'd played a pass and I thought he could have got it yeah. and he's like that to me get in and I'm like no you get in so we were like that for about a minute and then yeah. the boys were getting frustrated so we just went for each other and we get sent back we used to train at steps so we had to go all the way back in the bus <laughs> and um, see once we got on the bus never spoke we got off the bus and we cleared the air so. and that was it forgotten about yeah. but listen that, that happens in football it's just passionate people and I, I like passionate players I've had like too many yourself, ding-dongs. But every day in training was like that because yeah, training, I can honestly say training was the most competitive than probably some of the games on the Saturday and that was no disrespect. Mm-hmm. That was with the characters we had. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to play. You talk yeah. about not being a substitute and whatever. Everybody wanted to play. You know, everybody was fighting for the position. But for that hour and a half, mm-hmm. God almighty, you know, it was so intense, you know, because that was the standard you were playing against. And that's why I think it's always good when teams freshen up 
even when they're successful because it brings someone else in you've got to raise the standard again and it goes all the time and that keeps going and the bench was tiny then as well yeah. wasn't it in terms of numbers did you have I think, uh, I think at first two, 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 two I think it was. we were speaking about I would yeah. worry about we were speaking about players getting left yeah. out I would worry if I was on a training field and people were just accepting things and, yeah. and whatever I mean the teams that I played and certainly the late 90s early 2000s they were on at each other see if there was a slack pass or yeah. somebody wasn't tracking a runner people were right on at them yeah. And um, I thought that was the right way. I'm a big believer in you've got to train the way you want to play on a Saturday. Fact, that's mm. fine. Yep. And it was like tackles were flying in and and that's the way to, I think training's got to be. Passionate people caring about their job, caring about the what to win, whether it's five or sides or, mm. or, or whatever. You've got to do that to take it into a game at the weekend. International football tonight, Italy against England and of course England could be relegated I'm not sure that they will be from their group but uh, that's on tonight That's a, is it a rerun of uh, but it's interesting that he's staying Tony and seemingly he's not in the squad tonight yeah you know I find that incredible mm. actually unless he's picked up an injury we're not Gareth obviously sure. yeah. but unless he's picked up an injury and I, I can't say the fact he's saying well we're play, is it Germany they play next and they're saying he yeah. could maybe give him 90 then mm. These are the two games prior to the World Cup squad getting announced. Of and I just can't understand yep. why the fact he's not trying them tonight. I really don't. Scotland tomorrow night, 7.45 Hamden. Yeah. There was 47,000 turned up on the night the other night. I think it was a sellout. 47,000 turned up. It was great. Fantastic. And there could be 50 tomorrow. Next weekend, uh, we'll be back to league, the Premiership. Uh, we kick off at 12.30. That's the 1st of October, Hearts against Rangers. And then at three o'clock, Celtic against Motherwell. And I'm partly mentioning that because of these games coming up. And then when you look at it on the Tuesday, Liverpool against Rangers. And then on the Wednesday, RB Leipzig against Celtic. Where will we start? Well, the early kickoff, Hearts yeah, it's Rangers. It's mouth-watering. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the sheet down here with the, the amount of games mm. both Rangers and Celtic have got. Listen, if you want to play a a big club and a successful a successful club sorry got to come up against these teams and play three games a week That that's par for the course um, but Rangers next week Tynecastle I've always said it's a brilliant place to go and, and play good atmosphere about it but Hearts great result in Europe going to Fir Park at the, the weekend i never seen that coming I know it was maybe 3-0 was was um, hard or harsh yeah. on, on Mullow but listen it's a mm. tough place to go but Rangers now two points behind Celtic they need to go there and make sure they well that's the interesting thing I'm just looking at it look at the kick off time Rangers go top yep. of the league yep. if they win you know yep. and that's they going for eight points last week and that's the fine lines it is you know and that, that puts a different type I've spoke about it before yep. that playing second when somebody's already yep. won all these wee psychological things you know become important you know, the timing of the games, when you play, who plays first, who's won, who's sure. lost. You know, all these things become massive because Rangers got away with the result on Saturday and then Celtic don't play this Sunday and then they lose. So everybody's criticising Rangers' performance. But come Monday morning, they weren't caring because Celtic had lost. Sure. You know, and that, that's the way it is. Now all of a sudden, they can actually go top of the league because of the kickoff time. And that's the, the fine lines you have, you know, so it'll be interesting. And that's the way you've got to get into the game. Mm -hmm. Listen, make sure we win that. Listen, you do expect Celtic to beat Muddle, but listen, put a bit of pressure on them, see yeah. how they can handle mm -hmm. it. Goes 15, 20, 25 minutes, goalless. The fans start to get a bit edgy. Um, so Rangers need to make sure they go there. And listen, it's a bonus if you play brilliant. But yeah. See, that's the kind of games. Just make sure you get the three points. 
Peter, what, what about Ange Postacoglu? I see he's been on telly down under, back home, promoting the Sydney Cup, which obviously Celtic will play in. Rangers opted not to play in it. He's becoming a brand in his own, isn't he? As well, part of Celtic, of course, but he speaks so well. And I see he sort of he patched the any talk of Leicester and all that sort of stuff. They're throwing everything at him. He, he's a great ambassador for Celtic. Well, I've said that since last season, Paul. We said that when his interviews have been fantastic. Yeah. You always see that even on Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry, when they lost the game, I thought he spoke very well. He gave St Mirren credit, but he talked about his own team not doing so well in the, the certain aspects. He never made any excuses. But I think in general, away from it, when he's not talking just generally about football, but talking about life in general, he tries to put a, a clear perspective on it. I think what he says, and I think that's why that clarity, I think you can see that in his teams. He gives them a, a clear understanding and a clear message and he handles himself very well and I think that's been a big plus and to be fair I see that about Van Bronckhurst as well yeah. you know I think probably the only time he let his gloves down a wee bit was the last time there when he spoke about the finances that Rangers couldn't compete and people don't like to even though it's a fact yeah. people don't like to hear that they sure. want you to be able to compete mm. and it's, but he's 100% right if somebody spent 200 million <laughs> and you spent about 10 million I think it's very very difficult and if you put their full squad together in the balance sheet it would make it completely different but supporters of the Glasgow clubs don't want to hear sure. any excuses. Balance sheets and Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. But it was just, I think it was the fact that Rangers just didn't get anywhere near Ajax. Listen, you're yeah. coming up against a team that has spent a lot of money, but listen, you've got to at least compete with them. And they've never done that. That's what I'm saying, Baz. If, if wouldn't have mentioned the money, mm-hmm. everybody yeah, went along hundreds, hundreds of millions. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think that's but then the it was different against absolutely. Napoli. Yeah. At least they showed a absolutely. competitive edge. They get close to them. They made a right game of it until obviously Sands, um, Sands get yeah. the, the sending off. Um, yeah. But listen, the big ones at Tynka, that's a, a it's a brilliant game. But oh, they're the absolutely. games you want to look. I mean, they've yep. got Hearts at Tynecastle, twelve thirty on the TV, and then you're down to Hanfield in the Tuesday Amazing. night. Can we do the show from Anfield, James? <laughs> just looking through. And Peter for Celtic. Yep, yeah, thumbs up there. Um, Leipzig. Celtic now would be expected to win there. I think you've got to be very careful. We, we know the German. Yeah, yeah, Leipzig are a very good side. I know they lost again at the weekend, which is a big yeah. surprise, and it cost the manager his job. You know, they end up losing 3 0, but they've got quality players. They've got a lot of pace yeah. on their side, you know. So we know there's a period, and it's always like that the trepidation because you know. Everybody looks at the results. Us looking at more as pundits, we look a wee bit more in depth and look at the quality they've got and the players that they have who are capably hurting you. Werner, you know, he's one of these guys that gets a hell of a lot of chances because he's so quick. Doesn't take as many as he should, so I'm hoping <laughs> it's the same come yeah. when they play Celtic. But they're a good side, you know. And as I say, if Celtic come through this group as well, and Rangers is a t- really tough group with two back to back games, there's Liverpool of two of them, isn't it? So it's two massive games, the Leipzig games for Celtic as well. But they are capable of it. Their performance is so far in Europe, they'll be disappointed of not getting the three points against Shakhtar because of the amount of chances they had. And everybody probably the expectation they played much better than they did against Real Madrid than what people probably expected. RB Leipzig, you know them well, Barry. How do you think Celtic will do away I from home? I think they're beatable. Mm-hmm. If they bring a performance they did against Shakhtar yeah. um, and they take that to Leipzig, because the Shakhtar, I mean, I'm sure the manager, the players, the supporters, but they're disappointed. They should have come away with three oh, points. Um, but Leipzig are not in great form. I don't think they're as strong as they were last season. Um, but listen, Celtic will have a chance if they perform anyway. They did against Shakhtar. Um, they could come back with at least a point or maybe even three. 
and Liverpool oh, it's, Rangers I knew you were going uh, to ask uh, me that. and it is the hardest we might do that after the news we're only a minute away from yeah, the news it's going to be what, tough it's yeah. going to be tough for Rangers to qualify out of that group I, I did say when the uh, the groups came out Paul it was a tough one I, I'm yeah. not just saying it if you look at both groups Liverpool Napoli I mean you've seen the quality of Napoli last week they, they have got players that can really hurt you Liverpool I know they've not had the best start to the season but they're going to Anfield they've got some top top class players um, and, and, and their team it's going to be a tough one I think you can see the reason why you were talking about Scotland earlier on people couldn't really get up for it whatever it's because of the game that's been going on in Glasgow you know with Celtic and Rangers you know Real Madrid coming Napoli coming Liverpool coming up next all these sort of things so they, they, that's the reason why it's been the Scotland game sort of crept up there because of all the superstars that was coming prior to that you know and that shows you what we wanted we spoke about it last year how brilliant it would be if both teams were in the Champions League for these sort of nights and we've managed to get that so hopefully it can last a lot longer than probably people expect you never know what's going to happen you don't there are shocks in Europe who knows Celtic probably would be in the box seat I would think we've well, gone to Shakhtar yeah. going to Leipzig yeah, exactly. one and four one sure. but nobody what, saw what was that. it 20 or 30 percent mm. possession <laughs> you know, it yeah. just shows you how difficult it is you know but they scored four goals you know but as I say I think 70 or 80 percent possession that Leipzig had and were done mm. on the counter and Liverpool have taken a few doings, Barry, but I don't want to tempt fate, but they're back on it, aren't they? But they've had a terrible start to the season. Yeah, they've not had a, a great start, as you say, Paul. You never know, yeah. but let's be brutally yeah. honest, it's a tough place to go and, and try and get anything. And if Rangers came away with a draw, I think it would be an unbelievable would, result. Okay. News is next, and then we're back with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! And on the socials, Alessandro Del Piero. Well, no, not on our socials, but I see Barry. He was saying that Napoli proved how good they are. Probably the best side in Italy at the moment. Not just the result against Liverpool, 4-1, but how well they did against Rangers. He's just said it. It was a really tough game for them. Yeah, well, well I watched the, the Liverpool game the week mm. before just to, out of interest to, to see. Obviously, I knew they were top of the league, Paul, but the game against Liverpool, the, the absolute demolished Liverpool. And then um, seeing them against Rangers, you could see the quality. Um, look, Rangers competed really well, let's be honest, until Sands get sent off. But you can see why they're they're a top team they're sitting top of Serie A and um, I think they'll top that group Peter young Ben Doak we mentioned it last night he came on as a sub in the under 21s as you know and he scored good win for Scotland 3-1 against Northern Ireland how good is he going to be you're getting good reports from Anfield yeah everybody talks about him because obviously when Liverpool came in from him as a young kid I've never seen him live myself I must admit so I couldn't pass judgement on him I just find it concerning that we're using losing young boys yeah. The only thing I can say about Liverpool is they've taken a couple of boys from Fulham mm-hmm. and they've played them. Harvey Elliott and that, they've played them at a young age. Mm-hmm. But they are special talents. Carvalho, obviously the year in the, the Championship. 
So it'll be interesting to see how Doak gets on with that, but it's a very tough school nowadays, you know. I mean, these boys, what they want to do, do they go there and get lost or do they go there and succeed and the, the margins are so fine, you know. And as I say, hopefully he goes there and keeps playing games of football at the highest level. And it's great to see him getting in with Scotland. Another Scottish boy playing, obviously. He's only young. His first start with uh, came on as a sub, I think, early on in the game yep. and gets his goal. So, fair play to him. Calvin Ramsey, good reports of him, the former Aberdeen player, yeah. young player of the year last year now mm-hmm. at Liverpool. Yep, um, when I seen him for Aberdeen, he certainly stood out, Paul. Um, got his big move down to Liverpool and by all accounts, he's shown real promise down there and and what you don't want to see is young players go down there and disappear and you don't see them but I, I think if he's um, if he's on it, he's he's working hard, he's got a real chance he, he is very similar to Nathan Patterson when I, when I seen him play they're very very alike um, but look, Aberdeen get top money for him he's going down there he's training with the first team he's training with world class players now, I, I think the difference is well, Barry, could, you talk about an injury it could maybe be a benefit to him because it gives him the, the physical work he needs to put in with Liverpool if he went go to Andy Robertson Andy Robertson for the first year they paid £8 million for him didn't pay him for a year and I think it gives him maybe that opportunity to see how things work, to get that physicality, which is slightly different, obviously. And you know, the, the amount of work, the, the way, obviously, he calls it, as a mad football, the manager calls it, whatever it is, yeah. heavy metal football. So he needs to get that physicality and strength because that's the first thing that manager looks at, is the physicality and the strength and the power of the running they can do. And then maybe you're not ready for that. So maybe the injuries helped him a little bit so he knows the standards he's got to be at and the levels he's got to be at to get an opportunity to get in. Yeah, they need a bit of settling in period as well because yeah, they're moving yeah, away absolutely. from home. They're, they're young men. That's probably the first time they're away for their family. Similar to Nathan Patterson last January. Never really seen him at Everton. I know he got a bit of an injury, but now he's six months down there getting used to his surroundings. As I say, you're, you're playing against top players you're training with top players it does take a, a while um, but you just hope to see these young players progress and as I said when I seen him with Aberdeen you could not be impressed with him he, he was he, he looked apart What about the Scotland captain injured at the moment Andy Robertson I see he's on the new the Daryl Curry podcast uh, and he's saying it, we know he's a Celtic fan he would love to come back to Celtic I know he said it before but the timing of it just now Peter he's only 28 years old but he is 28 he's not 24, 25 anymore when do you think he will come or is that an assumption to me? What do you think about that, that he's made it plain that he would love to play at Celtic? Many people have that dream, Paul, in that respect. I'm always a bit concerned. I spoke about Stephen Gerrard, kept talking about the manager at Liverpool when he was a manager at Rangers. I, I don't like that, I no. must admit. I just think, be your focus. Football's got a funny way of kicking you, you know? And I think you've just got to concentrate on what you're doing just now. Get back playing well with Liverpool be successful there and at the end of the day if it comes along that he ends up playing at Celtic fantastic you know but I think his concentration me as a Liverpool supporter somebody at 28 years of age you're not talking about a 35, 36 year old man who's maybe come the last few days of his career you know I think your, your concentration level should be on your club and doing your best for your club where you are at he might have a problem there. There might be an ex-Celtic left back wanting to go back. Kieran Tierney. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, 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 I think... Um, he maybe get a move from, from Arsenal mm-hmm. but I think you could see a player like that Kieran Tierney obviously as I said even a way a very good player Kieran Tierney no doubt I mean you talk about young players getting experience he, he had some amount of experience at a, a, a young age in £25 million pound, and then you, you, you want to see how they do but he's went down there and again went up another level mm-hmm. Kieran Tierney I know he signed a long term contract for Arsenal but he, I, I think he could have the choice of, well, if you remember speaking about it earlier on, Barry, we were talking about if you sat down with a group of 
top manager sitting around the table, you know, and talking about top left backs mm. that you go and bring to make your team better or stronger defensively. You're entirely about the top of it. Mm. Are one of the top players at that level. I know, you know you agree, but I've, I've always yeah, said that. Always, we we yeah. spoke about it in the summer because there was yeah. a, a bit of, I think it was Man City, it was like yeah, in right. the yeah. summer. You had asked me, yeah. can he play there? Easy. No bother. Can he play, play at Real Madrid, Barcelona? Mm. It's only my personal opinion. I think he could. He won't be happy if he's not playing where he wants to play. He did play in, was it the weekend against Brentford? He has. He yeah, had, yeah. He's yeah. back yeah. into the team. Good. They've got yeah. to be on the mind, Paul. He was out for, I think, three or four months. He was, so. yeah. Maybe he's not up to, to speed yet, but I think if he's fat 100%, yep. he's in Arteta's team, surely. And on the Andy Robertson thing, he said, I don't want to do it when I'm 33 or 34. I just thought if I'm a Liverpool person, the, the thing you're saying, Peter, and look, we're in the media, and good on Daryl getting a good interview with him, but um, he'd be on, what, 100 grand a week probably at the moment. Who oh, knows? But it's not even yep. about that, Paul. I think... You've got to concentrate. Football, yeah, sure. Football's very much like that. You know, we can all have dreams and say, oh yeah, listen, it'd been fantastic to be that. That's what I was a Celtic supporter or a Rangers supporter, whatever. You know, but there's certain things I think you've got to keep to yourself. You know, it's different yeah. if you're late on in your career you've, and you're coming to the end of it, which Andy's not, hopefully not, at that situation yeah. yet. But you, as I say, it annoyed me with Steven Gerrard because he kept talking about he was a big club like And it would annoy me if I was a Liverpool supporter, it would annoy me if I was a Celtic supporter talking about players yeah. leaving, wanting to go and do this and going to do that. I don't like that. Concentrate on the job that's in front of you. Do your job there. And then what happens in the future? We've all said it before. Nobody knows. You know, football's very much day-to-day. -day. There is absolutely no doubt of that. And that's the way you've got to look at and you've got to be single-minded like that. This is Glasgow's on. It's the Friday, September weekend here in the great city of Glasgow. Paul Cooney with Peter Grant. Barry Ferguson and there's loads of messages coming in on social media saying about what about the call-up of Josh Doig and Declan Gallagher some people not quite understanding it um, here's the manager speaking about the call-ups yeah just obviously I've got to assess the, the, the games coming up and, and what qualities I need in the squad uh, Declan I know from when he was in the squad before he's got experience don't forget he was part of the Euro 2020 squad he, he had a fantastic match away in Serbia against Mitrovic so he's got the qualities that, that we might need over the next two games. I spoke when I spoke to the written media after the last time about showing that there's a pathway for the for the younger boys. And it's a very young squad just now. Josh is the captain of that group. Did very well at Hibs, but obviously he's in a position as well that we we have good quality in that position. Uh, and I just felt it was a chance to bring him up, show there's a pathway and it also gives Josh a, a chance to be around the squad uh, with a chance to make a contribution over the next couple of games. Larry Josh Doig from Verona to Mount Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but listen, again, we've we'll, we'll, we'll been speaking about young players. I love to see young players go into different environments and that that's what, I'm sure there would have been a right bit of interest in him down, down south, whether that be lower Premier League or maybe Championship, but he's went away over to Serie A. Look, again, he's another player that... At a young age, he's played a lot of football for his age. He didn't press, he, he looked strong at, strong at Hibs and it's a great opportunity for him to come into the full squad and see where he needs to get to. Because he, he's he's going to be in and he's, he's going to be um, alongside, for instance, who we were talking about, Kieran Tierney, who's been there, played um, a lot of games for Scotland, played at the highest level and also um, uh, Greg Taylor, who's been playing Champions League this year. So it's a great learning curve in terms of Declan Gallagher, did struggle at Aberdeen. It didn't happen for him, did it? It didn't. Yeah. For, listen, that happens sometimes. Yep. A club doesn't suit you. It clearly didn't suit Declan. He's, he's went to a, a, a club where he played under um, the manager previously at Mullow 
And um, I watched the game on, on Sunday and to be fair, he was excellent um, against Celtic. He's had the experience before, as Stevie Clark's just mentioned there, Serbia, Mitrovic, who's a, a top centre forward. He's on fire this season. Yep, he? marked yeah. him out the game. So he's had the experience. But in terms of young players, I love to see young players get that opportunity because it's, it's great for them to see the standard they need to get to. to Talking on squad. that, Bazin, I, I like Josh Doyle. I'm surprised when Celtic were supposed to be looking for a left back, Rangers were supposed to be looking for a left back. Yelmaz has went in there for four and a half million, allegedly five, five million or something like that, you know. So, and I'm looking at Josh Doig, who's played in the division and played it very well, you know. Would you not attain a pump on it? I'm, I'm saying maybe he wanted to deserve to wanted to go to Italy. I don't know these questions, but it's definitely I'd have been in there asking the question: Did you want to come and play for us? See, Granny, I'm always the impression I would like to keep the young players in in Scotland. Yeah. Look, I know Absolutely. money talks elsewhere, but I'm the same. It's like my, my nephew Lewis. Mm. Could he have been at Rangers? I Could thought both at, of them. Yeah, absolutely. I thought both of them. Yeah, Hickey even at eighteen, um, there was rumours because he was at Celtic as a young kid. Hickey, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. obviously done well at Hearts. Yeah. He's moved to to Bologna. Should these clubs not be looking at these players? I, I've always thought they, they should, um, and they tend to go and look at other other mm-hmm. countries, which disappoints me. And someone you mentioned two years ago, I know he's he now plays for Scotland, Lyndon Dykes. Remember at Livingston, you were saying, for the, for why the don't money, Rangers come in for him? For the money, listen, yeah. people, again, it's my opinion, I've always liked Lyndon Dykes. He's a million, Yeah, I, I think he causes defenders problems. And I think, technically, he's underrated as well. I think he's got a good touch, he's a real physical presence. And listen, he knows where the back of the net is. Absolutely. And I, I, I genuinely think that's something that should have happened with Lewis and the young Josh. Yeah. I think... At least if you're in there for them and they don't want to come, fine. That's, there's nothing much you can do about that. But as I say, if people talk about Yelmaz and say he's no physically up to it or whatever, I don't know, I've not seen the kids, so I'd be very be disrespectful to him. But Joyce Doig is. He's got that, that. He's physically strong. He can go up and down the left-hand side and he's proved that in the division. And I think the only way he's going to go forward if he continues to play. It's great they can get, okay, get that experience abroad, but you have to play. Young Lewis is not playing just now, but I'm sure a Celtic or a Rangers at this moment... Definitely at Rangers because it's a place I've struggled maybe in the middle yeah. of the pitch during the start of the season. It had definitely made a big impact because he's something similar. You know, I always liked him when he was more advanced role because yeah. he could run in the box late to get goals, you know, and I thought he had to change his game when he was at Aberdeen a little bit to help the team, you know, and I thought he had a bigger strength going forward. He was more of a box-to-box midfielder for me and I thought he'd have definitely made an asset to our Rangers. This time last yeah, year. I was disappointed. Yeah. I'm not just saying it because it's my nephew yeah. and I'm obviously going to side with him, but... When he plays that advanced midfield role, I think he's a real problem mm-hmm. in terms of getting, again, similar to what John McGinn's like, he likes to get in people's yeah. faces. He's got a goal in him, uh, albeit quite a few came for the penalty spot. Yeah. But when there wasn't any interest, I was a bit disappointed in that, if I'm being honest. So did Super Ali, who's 60 tomorrow, isn't he? Ali McCoy will be 60 tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, all the best to Ali. Oh, a great character, isn't fantastic, yeah. fantastic guy, unfortunately. So, uh, to break my heart. Did he? Yeah. yeah. What's the goal you do remember, Peter? The every one of them. Fans of, every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, every one of them, but it was usually yeah. about 89 minutes. If, if, if you're waiting, the Rangers was all yeah. come in, you didn't watch it, anything like that, and it was 0 0 late on, and then they'd win 1 0. You didn't even ask who scored because mm-hmm. you knew it would be Ali. But no, fantastic player, fantastic striker. Yeah. And listen, one that had come through adversity, if you remember, the Rangers fans that given a lot of criticism yeah. and whatever, and it just shows you the strength of character he was. Everybody says he's a jovial German, a laugh yeah. and a joke mm-hmm. and whatever. It shows you that mental strength that he could play for a big club. And a real serious side to him as well. Absolutely, you know. And but listen, he done the hardest thing in the game for me. Put the ball in the, so the, the back of the net. 
he was your all-time top scorer at Rangers, wasn't he? All-time yep. top scorer. Yep. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah. I remember he was asked about it with some kids and he said, I never stopped dreaming. He said, I wasn't necessarily the best player. I kept dreaming about scoring goals mm. for Rangers. And he absolutely loved it. What an ambassador for Scottish football. I don't know where he is now. Never see him or hear no, him or anything. No, <laughs> you could tell on him. He's everywhere. He's the whole the other day. No, thoroughly deserves it. Told that. Did yep. you? Yeah. Thoroughly mm-hmm. yep. deserves it. You know, in yep. happy sixtieth. Yep. But Ali uh, tomorrow and Gillian as well. Birthday. A lot of birthdays around tomorrow. I think Simon Jordan as well. Oh, well. Forget and, about uh, that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Martin <laughs> Sixth as well. Yeah. Middle one. Yeah. Give him a mention. Kyle. It must listen. It must mean something in the air. It's quite work at the time, and as you can tell, when the football players get married, it was June and July and all that. So because that was a period, you know, now you can see the reason why. Yeah. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant, and we're looking forward to tomorrow. We'll go back to the international in a moment or two. Some of the news today: the SPFL are you're thinking uh, back? No, I'm just you're laughing at Christie when when yeah. he was assistant manager at, um, at Rangers yeah. under, under Walter. He still yeah. wanted to play in the See when it was five aside, six mm-hmm. aside. He still thought he was good enough to be in the the team. He wanted he wanted yeah. a bit right. I'm playing. And was he? What age would yeah, you? Listen, he he was... I'll be honest with you. He still knew he's forty five. You don't lose it. You listen. Aye. You lose a yeah. bit of pace, yeah. but listen, you don't lose upstairs. He did a great job for Kilmarnock, didn't he? Do you remember when we were down there with Ian Durant? The yep, two of them, they loved Played against there. the two of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Played against the did two Did you? Yeah. Yep. And Durant, he was one of my heroes oh, growing up. Yeah. He was a top player. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. played against them Durant so many times, brilliant. didn't you? Brilliant. Yeah. People keep saying to me, and that's what I say, the yeah. best Ranger I played against was him. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Granty and Duranty. Yeah, you two. Up I used to try and catch him. Yep. I used to try and kick him. He was some player, wasn't brilliant. he? Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I remember going to watch him my dad, obviously Derek and him. Yeah, sure. Derek sat there. the two kids coming through. Yeah, and he played that number 10 position. He just took off mm-hmm. again. We had some trips together with the 20s and 18s uh, and whatever yeah. European championships. They were mm-hmm. brilliant boys as well. But Derek, I've said it many times, Derek was one of the most underrated players I've ever known. He was a top, top quality player. Um, injuries at that particular time. Um, but Durante, it was the exact same for him. He could have played with anybody. Mm-hmm. At that particular time, when, before he got his injury, he could have played for anybody. He totally he changed com- the way he played. Obviously, he was a... Box to box midfielder yeah. before he obviously got that horrendous injury, mm. and then he was more of a, a holding midfielder. But I, I do, I honestly do not know how he got back playing in terms yeah. of. See if you look at his knee, it's about five six times the size, and for him to get it's, back yeah. and play the amount of games he did was um, unbelievable. It just but shows you the character. Achilles and all that. He was getting mm. in his leg at three that years, time. Three yeah. years yeah. he was out, and I think when he made his comeback. In the reserve game, I think it was something like 25,000, 30,000 at see him and remember the big Vulcan knee? Aye, yeah. Things, that's yeah. what he, he played with. No, never forget that. So he was one of your heroes, Ian Durant? Yeah, yeah. The, like growing up, mm-hmm. going to watch my brother, but he, he always stood sure. out. Always stood out. For you, Peter, who would be your footballing hero? Oh, loads of heroes. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately. Danny McGrain was one of my biggest heroes, mm-hmm. obviously. But when I started as a kid, when you were just... Probably because my dad, God rest him, Bobby Murdoch, was the yeah. first one that you thought about, you know, and that's when, you, when you're commentating yeah. out the back as a kid, yeah. even though I've very seen him very little. Yeah. Um, the way he passed the ball, the way he drive forward. Big, strong, yeah. Yeah. good on the ball, you know, everything. Everything he had, everything. But then later years, obviously, when I was getting a little bit older, Danny was just a hero of mine, unfortunately, I get the opportunity to play mm. along with him. One of the finest in the world, Danny McGrain. Oh, absolutely. And, as a person as well. Ah, he was magnificent. And Sandy Jarden, because the two of them were always mentioned together, the Scotland fullbacks. You talk about yeah. playing Proper two left backs. They yeah. could play right back and left back 
and play them exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know what, what what was their best position. That's how good they were. Mm -hmm. See, she's a young, but I used to love watching. Remember Ray Walton's come up towards yeah, the end of his career. I, I used to love watching yeah. him. He, yeah. he wore the old black boots. It's always there's my eyes with the black boots because yeah. they'd know like people would wear like black boots, but they would be Adidas or Nike. His were just all black. How many years wasn't getting paid? Uh, <laughs> uh, I watched <laughs> the player he was. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, but it just brings yeah. back memory. Yeah. I got a shudder down with yeah. it. The five-one game and Ray scored an unbelievable and the volley. You know, at the top bin. But what a player! Was Man United and all yeah. that as well. And uh, yeah, again, we talk about criticism of players and whatever. Yeah. Ray get unbelievable criticism mm. when he was in England because he used to call him the crab because he used to just play sideways. But he was an unbelievable passer. I mean, you talk about him and Glenn Hoddle and all that. They were unbelievable players. His clubs were Chelsea, Man United, if they'd have AC Spain, Milan. If they were Spain or anything like that, you know, they'd have had a. 200 caps. I remember he came on Scott Sport after he had uh, retired and he was a class, he was a superstar. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, I you know, bumped were, into him yeah. a right few times. A lovely man. Yeah, just a proper football yeah. guy. But I remember I was only about eight, yeah. nine when he, he signed the Rangers. Mm, that game Grant was talking about, I was at that game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he mentioned it, but just said I shuddered down my back. Yeah. <laughs> and Trevor Francis as well. Yeah. You know, when he came, he, he was the first million pound player in English football. And he came, and I remember one night we came back from a, a trip, and Archie McPherson said, "Oh, Paul lives in Bottle. He'll drop you off to Trevor." And they'd played in Poland. Rangers had played before you were playing. And Trevor Francis asked me, "How did you think I played?" And I thought, for a man that was the, you know, the top player in England at one time, he was the humility he had. He actually wanted to know what did I think of how he played. Well, he went there, didn't he? Hadn't he? Played he, that then he scored actually, against yeah. Malmo in the European final, didn't he? Yeah. And he scored the winner. So that, that paid yeah. that million pound back right away. Yeah. Who's going to do it for Scotland tomorrow night? We'll talk about that after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! And thank you, Chris. Traffic and travel there. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks for their support. And over 2.1... No, 1.2 million <laughs> downloads. I better watch. Uh, Loads anyway. <laughs> loads and loads of downloads. Right, can I ask you, where were you on this day? Let's just think of something. Barry, this day, 1999. I saw something on social media yeah, there. Bayern yeah. Munich. Wow. Oh, no, it was my yeah. mate had sent yeah. through, a, through a 40. Rangers um, team against yep. Bayern Munich. Yep. Where, each. where was the game? At Ibrox. Yep. Um, just weird we were talking, he sent me through a, yep. a 40 and I'm just looking at it. I just look like a kid. Show it to Granty. <laughs> how, how young were you then? 99, you were... 19 19 years old 20 yep. oh, Bayern Munich <laughs> yeah and we're just talking there about the San Siro as well just the strip yep. the strips are so big <laughs> I don't know one why they did that all. I know, yeah. no, one size fits all that's what it was is that what it was oh, yeah yeah, yeah. You, no, did, you, you, you would have went to a kit man and said to him could I get yeah. a small or a medium uh, yeah. and by the way you never get changed at half time because it could be snowing it could uh -huh. be raining and you were going back out the same strip you were going out frozen you know what I mean that never ever get changed no. so you're talking I had the same strip as Amoruso <laughs> he was an That's XL at 50 Tim I yeah, was yeah. obviously about yeah. 11 stone yeah. an XL see Craig Moore's in it as well yeah he Who's looks, he looks yeah. young as he well does, yeah. he? Well, very he's young. a bit greyer yeah. now big Oz <laughs> blonder all the worries yeah. blonder he's going to be how young does Craig Moore look now? he does look really young can maybe get that up in the socials and uh, Peter you haven't changed much either nor has Barry um, you don't play these days though do you oh, at no. all the knees oh, well, yeah. as I yeah. say I was very fortunate yeah. through my career Paul I never I know, touched I wood I never yeah. had a lot of bad injuries but I'm supposed to get an operation in my knee but it doesn't hinder me I still try to run and whatever but you're I in the gym 
couldn't every day. I couldn't I know. play. I couldn't play. This time tomorrow night, we'll be at Hamden. Looking forward to the 7.45 kickoff against Ireland. See Stephen Kenny there on telly just now. In fact, they're there just warming up. There's the... Uh, the Irish team, unless I've got this horribly wrong. But yeah, they're there oh, just yeah, to man. look at Hamden. Stephen Kenny, of course, ex-Dunfermline manager up against Stevie Clark. It's uh, And I remember the last time the two were playing uh, a few years ago and it was at Celtic Park and it was Gordon Strachan against Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill was the manager of uh, Ireland. It was it was, it was strange working out who was in the home It shows you how quickly yeah. managers yep. change around nowadays, you know what I mean? You've, Big Mick was obviously there prior mm. and done a fantastic job sure. for them. And Stephen came in was getting a bit of criticism for the way they wanted to change it. He looked to be on his way out. Yeah, well, they totally won a game. They were trying to mm. play a completely different style. Mike, Mike had a lot of experienced yep. players who were used to playing the way Ireland played. That, that, and it worked fantastically well um, with the players they had because they were top, top quality players. People said they played a certain style, but they were real quality players. When you talk about Duff and all these guys, you know, Robbie Keane's magnificent. Um but they played a certain style that suited them and Stephen's tried to do that with a younger group and to be fair they've got some fantastic results recently but at the start mm. he was on a, a sugarly nail they were struggling then they met us didn't they <laughs> in June <laughs> that right. was it uh, Stevie Clark's talking about the fact that Ireland have had a seven days period of rest well it's obviously a, a big plus for the Irish it, it's, it's something that ourselves in Ukraine are playing catch up because of the situation in Ukraine so we, we don't complain about a footballing situation when you look at the context of why we're doing the the extra game, but in a sporting context, it's it's easier for Ireland to pl- prepare for this game than it is for us. But we'll be ready. Is that the case, though, Barry? Because we're on a high. Yeah, look, as a footballer, I would rather play games than 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 train. Um, I mean, it's a as a short turnover, Wednesday to Saturday. But the way that players are looked after, and the way they look after themselves, um, I I don't think there will be that will have any bearing. Um, on the game tomorrow night I honestly don't and listen what a result they had on Thursday they'll be fully confident um, going into this game so yeah but I know Stevie Clark's making a point there but I don't think it'll matter tomorrow night I think, that, it's, I think the thing it's worked out this time because Barry it's been Thursdays and Saturdays you know that's a big difference you know that, that I can tell you that for a fact but the Wednesday I know it's, it's only one day, but that definitely makes a difference going into a game on a Saturday because players are used to that near enough now with Champions Leagues mm. and all. And the players we've got, they're all playing at that level now. And if you're playing in the Championship in England, that's every week. You know, you're yep. playing that way because your body gets used to it. And we talk about players. And that's when I'm saying, that's when people talk about sports science. It's the mentality of the players. It's got to be the strongest. They're ready to play. They're ready to go again. They've got the amount of travelling they have to do. That's part of life now. You know, for them, they have to play matches. They have to be look after themselves, exceptionally well. They have to be extremely fit. So to do that, you've got to prepare right all the time. And Stevie's got probably got an extra day. I know it sounds crazy, an extra yeah. day than he usually would have. Mm-hmm. You know, so that will definitely benefit them in one respect. But I'm sure, as Barry says, getting a result is harder when you're going in after a defeat. Yeah, the recovery yeah. starts as soon as that yeah, whistle sure. went against Ukraine. Then they'll have their protein recovery shakes, their ice baths, they'll be getting massages when they go back to the hotel. Thursday they'll be in the swimming pool. Graham Jones does yep. a fantastic job with Scotland mm-hmm. at doing that. Mm-hmm. And the preparation, yeah. nothing's left unturned. He does Good. brilliant in the organisation to make sure everybody, every player, he goes and sees all the players what they do at their club. So his job, he does that fantastically well. And get, give, give him great credit for and that. And the players will know how to recover themselves. They're at top clubs. Top yep. And sure. as yep. Granny just said there, they're used to playing three games a week. They're used to this quick turnover. So I don't think it'll have any bearing on on the result tomorrow night. I still firmly believe that we have plenty 
to turn over exactly. Republic Island. We've got this new partnership at the back, Central Defence. Uh, Henry and McKenna. Here's uh, Scott McKenna speaking about this new partnership. Yeah, well, I think me and Jack go back a number of years. We were both playing together. I think it was 2018 for Scotland. Obviously, career paths went a bit of a different way in between times, but um, I've played games on before and I think that showed the other night. And what about Ireland? I would imagine they would be much the same because the problems uh, they caused us, but we were very poor on that day and we, we let a lot of people down, so we'll be looking to make up for that tomorrow. We'll let ourselves down, we'll let the, everyone back home down, but also there's a big travel and support that we let down as well so we owe it to everyone tomorrow to put in a good performance and get a positive result and a bit more about Ireland from the manager so it was different different opponents different system make up of player different type of player uh, we know only too well from our experiences in the summer how difficult the game's going to be and we have to make sure that we're ready for everything that Ireland throw at us ready to combat their strengths but to make sure that we play to our Maximum show our qualities on the pitch. And show that winning mentality. I think you always have to go with the winning mentality. We, we want to build a culture here where every time we go to the pitch that we want to win the game. So I think we've shown that consistently. Nine game unbeaten run, an eight game unbeaten run. We want to build that type of run again. We want to be... We want to feel good about ourselves going into every single game. You never set up for the draw. You always set up to win. And if you're not quite good enough to win, then hopefully you get the draw. So what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night, Peter? What do we have to look out for? From Ireland, uh, they're, they're striking options better than the defensive. I'm not really sure what Ireland's going to turn up, you know what I mean? Because they've actually a pool, it's a younger pool mm. nowadays, they play with a wee bit more energy. They've come through. Stephen's picked a younger group because he managed them at the younger levels. He's seen a lot of the players coming through. So the one thing you'll have is enthusiasm. They'll want to turn Scotland over. It's a big game for them also. You know, it's interesting to listen to him. Scott McKenna talking because I think the partnership with Jack we played them together the first time and I'm not sure if it was in Mexico and I thought the two of them were outstanding together we've seen it as a, a partnership that was going to go forward and for different reasons whether it was injury Scott got a bad injury if you remember when he was at Aberdeen Jack had an injury and then was in and out the Celtic team and then all of a sudden didn't play but I thought there was a making a really good partnership and understanding there and we've seen that as a way forward with them and I think they, they've done that very well the other night and that's one thing Stevie should be really pleased at the other evening there the Irish game throws up something different because it's like home nations, isn't it? You always want to beat the ones close to you and it's great if Scotland can beat the Republic, of course, because then all of a sudden you've got six points, six points for two games and it's not very often we see that because every time we get carried away we end up kicking ourselves, you know, but as I said, it's a fantastic chance to do that and then you've got another game in Ukraine again so that gives you that belief that you can get and beat anyone and that's that's the mm. important thing, you try and build that momentum. Did you enjoy the, the British kind of set-up competition, playing England, playing Ireland? Uh, yeah, I know that's outside that. Britain, but yeah, love it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I was just about to yeah, correct you there. Um, my geography is actually decent. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm convinced in a couple of things tomorrow. I think he'll change formation and I think we'll win convincingly. Right. Scoreline, let's go for it. What do you think? I think we'll win by a couple of goals. Yep. yep. And your team? I, I think we've yep. got more than enough to, to handle him. And I think, listen to his interview there, you're coming up against different opposition, different personnel, the way that they play. I think we we will take the game to them with playing. I think if it goes with Adams and Dykes up there, we'll, we'll cause them all sorts of problems. I'll go two 0 Scotland. Right, scorers. Yeah. I like Shea Adams because I keep saying yeah. it. 
you know, I thought he worked really hard the other night. Certain things never come off for him in the game. What about that tackle? Sorry to jump in, Peter. What about that? Was it more Absolutely. than a yellow? Yeah, of course. Of course. As he going through and goal and the boys never getting round. Mm. And then he was unlucky with the one that hits the bar. Yeah. And then he's a fantastic header. But people textbook header, header it down. The keepers are the great save. I don't think the keeper get the credit deserved all the same. But mm. I like Shea Adams to get it because I think he deserves it. And people always look at strikers and say they don't score. But they're often something else. And he helped him get up the pitch the other night there. You know, and I think that was important for him. And he was a catalyst for the way the team started. Yeah, he offers so much to, in terms of not just goals. He, his work ethic's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he must be an absolute pest to defend. There's the only thing you could label against him that he doesn't score enough. Mm. He's not a natural, he's not no unmise, he's not a natural goal scorer, but he does a brilliant job for Scotland. But I like that partnership. We've seen it before, Adams and, and Dykes. I think they complement each other really well. I think when well. we played with the two, I think it's important the midfield you have because we've always spoke about playing two strikers now and it's important that one of them drop in. I think tomorrow you could do John advance with McTominay and McGregor sitting. Again. Yeah, yep. and John behind the two strikers, yep. you know. And yep. that would still give you filling that gap in there, but also it would give John the support that gives you that goal score threat, but it also means you've got two strikers. And if he has the back three, whoever his wing backs are going to be, it gives you that opportunity to cross balls in what Dykes loves, you know. And sometimes when you're playing against big centre backs, mm -hmm. you're better coming in from crosses than actually straight balls, obviously yep. forward. It sounds crazy, but that's fact, you know, getting early balls in. And Scotland have got the players that's capable of doing that. You more or less agreed in your team in the yeah. first hour. There was only yeah, one my change. My midfield three yeah. is McTominay and yeah. McGregor sitting and let let McGinn go up and uh, support the the front two because I think that front two will cause the the back back four the island problem. Certainly the two centre uh, centre backs. Everything's okay in front of them, ending down the side, yeah. and she Adams loves to get down the side of, of the the centre backs. And Peter, you were saying Greg Taylor rather than Ryan Fraser. I just so think you consider. Yeah, but I've marked down Taylor and Fraser. Yeah. I, I just think with the impact that that um, Fraser made. Yeah. I just think, he, and he has played previous mm -hmm. wing back. He's, he's played at his club Newcastle, but also he's played at uh, international Scotland, level yeah. as well. The only reason I'm saying that is because when you play wing backs, I think it's always important that you have a right footer on the right side mm -hmm. and a left footer on the left side, because it means when you're out there and you've got down, you don't need to cut back in. Ryan come on on the left hand side and come back in, and I need his right foot. Mm -hmm. Where I think that would suit big centre backs. Whereas if you're putting that ball in behind them. Dykes and that late cross he's coming in she had him getting across the front John arriving in the box I think it gives you more of an opportunity to get in behind him but it's, if it's in front of them they'll come and do Ryan, Ryan could play on the right and he could leave Young Hickey out and play because Ryan's done that before he's done that at Newcastle he's played as a right wing back you know he could play him there and Greg Taylor on the left and leave Young Hickey but I think Mike Young Hickey done exceptionally well the there and deserves that he opportunity did. but it gives you an opportunity to change probably the system mm -hmm. see, see the reason why I, I, I'm going with Fraser because look who's going to be left centre half of a three. Kieran Tierney, he can cover. He can cover yeah. the ground brilliantly. And look who's going to be left to the centre two. It'll be McGregor, who's very clever at filling wee gaps. Yeah. So that's where, where I think he may go with Ryan Fraser. Oh, listen, it's I, I would be quite as happy with, yeah. with Greg Taylor as well. But I just think Ryan uh, Fraser, that 12, 15 minutes, he showed, um, he showed real quality when he came on. Just watching them warming up there on Sky, there you see some of them. You about. see Ryan Portis jumping in. Was it a free kick? Was he <laughs> pulled to the ground? Yeah. <laughs> I see that uh, Jim Goodwin uh, the faces disciplinary action from the SFA. Well, listen, see, I, see, my annoyance with that is people ask us to be clear in what we want to see. Yeah. Then people say something. Yeah. And then you're fined. Listen, that's an opinion. 
You know what I mean? I think I wish more people were like that. I wish the referees would come out and say the mm. same thing. You he's know asked a question. Absolutely. Really. Jim's asked a question and he's got his honest opinion and he's getting punished for it. Absolutely. I can't understand but, it. For the life of me, it's but, terrible. But, but he knows he's going to get in trouble. Yeah, but he shouldn't get in any trouble. Because it's, it's a fact. Yeah, yeah sure. it's fact. I agree. You know, if that's what he thinks, yeah. fine. Okay, we've got to deal with that. You know, but that's what he agrees. As long as you're not being over the top and calling some, somebody something else. Sure, yeah. But if it's fact, that's fine. That's what Jim thinks at that particular time. But don't ask for people to have an opinion and then crucify them for giving it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happens too often. You agree? Yeah. Uh, 100%. What are they wanting Jim to come out and say, all oh, right, uh, do you know what? It's, it's fine. He's giving his opinion yeah. and he's getting he's getting punished for it. I, I, thought he, I thought he was spot on. It's the holiday weekends and we're 24. Five hours away from the big game, Nations League. And Scotland, we are top of the table at the moment, so we cannot be relegated. England could be relegated. I'm not saying that they will be. They're playing Italy and then Germany. If they do, that means that, um, well, we'd be ahead of them for a change in the, in the ratings. And that's been a long time since that's been the case in any tournament. That would be nice. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Thanks Chris, charging into the weekend The weekend officially starts here at 5 every Friday And Monday is a holiday for many people here in the great city of Glasgow We're coming from the heart of the Gorbals Just a, a mile or so from the city centre The great city of Glasgow Couple of Lanarkshire is boys this, here tonight. Is this tonight the one that used two? to be? The, yep. uh, Blackpool weekend used to be Scotland weekend. Exactly. Glasgow weekend. This is this it. what it, is this what it was? Led down oh, the M74 to Blackpool. That, that yeah. was as far as it went. I used to send a postcard for there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that was another part of the world. You went down to Blackpool and stayed for a while and you managed the club as well. Yeah, I was down in Blackpool uh, for what? I just over two years. Yeah. Um, stayed in Lytham, lovely part oh, of the, beautiful. the yeah. world. Um, yep. But Blackpool... I used to love that was my holidays mum and dad took yep. me and my pals down to Blackpool and then my dad got a bit of overtime it was Torquay oh was that the posh oh, one oh, oh, posh one. where was he working <laughs> roof shooter oh roof shooter yeah I've got to say must old be a bank or something to go there uh, <laughs> old Arch fantastic it was a big thing wasn't it going to Blackpool and Lytham was posh as well wasn't it that was the kind of nicer area just yeah. close but Blackpool's by. Yep. not changed has it? Yeah. Never changed. Oh, so it's just the same. Yeah, it's yeah. just the same. Right. Tomorrow <laughs> night, all eyes uh, and ears will be on Hamden. Uh, you both gave us your team. Not too many surprises. The manager spoke about the back four. How's he going to play it tomorrow night? He's not giving too much away, but there's a hint. The four at the back just felt the, the right way to go, having, having looked at the Ukraine game from the summer, how to occupy the pitch. Uh, what to give us to make us better against that, that shape and it worked well but maybe in games going forward the back three is the best way to go so we've always said I want to be flexible and then you're on a run where you're winning all the time with the, with the back three or the back five or whatever, however you want to name it we, we had a good run we stuck with it it obviously didn't work quite as well in the summer so it was a, was a good time to try the change Well we'll see what happens tomorrow night Barry you're smiling what are you thinking? Yeah, he uses a word there I mentioned earlier on, flexibility. It's a great thing to have in a squad where you can play a couple of formations and all the players can adapt to that. Um, and listen, that was the first time he's went to a back four in a long, long time and we spoke about it, me and Granny on Wednesday. He's only had one proper training session. Yep. Because uh, guys had played on the Sunday, you're not going to get the full squad on the Monday. So that's what made the result even better because you don't get a lot of time with the full group. Um, but tomorrow night I think he could spring another surprising and go back to 
um, the three at the back and go with the two up top. The biggest problem you'll have is, you know, as a Scotland yeah. manager, if they be successful in these games, mm -hmm. they keep a back four tomorrow, yeah. and they be successful again on Tuesday, Wednesday, mm -hmm. against Tuesday. Ukraine, Tuesday, yeah. and then they be successful in. So instead of being successful and getting fantastic, we get nine points. I'll go back to the Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney debate. Right. If it goes back to a back four. What would you do? Defensively, mm -hmm. Kieran Tierney. Right. Rather than Andy Robertson? Yes. Barry, what would you do? If it's a back four, yes. left back, yeah. Kieran and they're both Tierney. fit? Yeah. Uh, and there's only one position up for grabs, left yes. back? Yeah. Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney. Defensively, that's, that's what I'm saying, because you've got to remember that's your job. And I think Kieran done that exceptionally well. Even the other night there, as I said to you, it was, I think it was 0-0, and he defended the, the ball coming in from the opposite side fantastically well. And he does that very well. I'm not sure Andy's as good at that as Kieran is. Oh, I know he's not. I know Kieran's better at it. Um, and that's that's your job. You, even though you're the best attackers, and Kieran's very, very good going forward, Andy's very, very good going forward, you've got to remember you're a defender, first and foremost. And then everything else is the bonus, the bonus ball, and that's where I think Kieran gets annoyed. But that's the debate that will come mm. if they're successful, and he wants to keep a back four again. If Kieran and Andy are both fit, because would you play Kieran in a back four at centre half? You could, you could, but that's a wee bit more dangerous because Kieran likes to go, win the ball, step out, run forward. That's very difficult to do that for that position if you're only playing with two centre halves. So you're saying that Klopp's wrong. Because look at the games that Andy Robertson has played over the years, Kieran Tierney in and out, and I'm not, I'm just As a, from the Andy Robertson point of view, the number one pick for Liverpool. Oh no, no, I've no argument with that. Playing with Liverpool, absolutely no argument with that. But he's got Van Dijk there as well, you know, who slides over to that left hand side, and because of the way Liverpool play on that front foot, don't allow the ball to come back into that channel. But you would still say if there's a weakness to Liverpool, would be that clearance and you see Ajax even and all these guys tried to hit the ball early into the spaces behind the fullbacks because they knew the fullbacks push in but they've got the pace of Van Dijk Matip and all these guys if both of them are fit it's a back three yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Kieran Tierney left centre back Robo wing back you helped me out earlier about the aisles and that's a good answer as well there because isn't it brilliant we're talking about but do you know what seeing two top left players back, but yeah we're yeah. talking about two top yeah. players here and then the young man who's just come into the squad mm. Doig who's got a big future in front of him. Hickey can also play in Taylor. the... Yep, Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor who, yeah. Let's be honest, since uh, Postacoglu has come in, mm -hmm. I think has went up a level. Absolutely. Um, so we're, it'd be great if that was strikers, wouldn't it? But we're, but we're no blessed sure. with too many top strikers. But the two strikers we've got there, I, I really like. Um, but I wouldn't say we've got a proper penalty box out-and-out -out goal scorer. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to play that way now because most of them are playing with one strikers now. Mm. I mean... All the drills you done when you were younger was all around about the strikers stepping over, around the corner, playing big one, small one, two quick ones, you know. It was all these different things. Now it's one. And that's why mm -hmm. we're saying it's so important your midfielders to run to support and get beyond it. And that's what John does very well. And that's what we're saying tomorrow is slightly different from what we said about the Ukraine game the first time where we felt he shouldn't have played with two strikers, he should have went with extra midfield player. You know, like a John McGinn or whatever, higher. But, but he went with two strikers, if you remember, in that yep. particular game and then changed it. We got you overloaded in, June Absolutely. in the midfield. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because of the quality they've got, but we never let them settle. You, you notice that when they, they try to yep. play into the midfield, bang, they were on top of them. A lot more legs 
at that time boys had a lot more energy you know, I'm just thinking that. a couple of weeks ago we talked about Celtic for example would they play Kyogo and Jukamakis and you were saying everyone's saying well you don't play two strikers normally Rangers we said would Morelos and Cholak play together but it doesn't happen too often but it's the right thing for Scotland tomorrow night and you reckon Barry 2-0 did you say or did you give a score yeah, line? Yeah I think we'll win convincingly, convincingly. I honestly do I, I think the guys will take so much confidence out in that performance and no matter if it's a um, a personnel change a few changes or a formation change I don't think it'll, it'll um, cause too many problems I think um, How we can run over the top How by two or three goals two or three here's the manager saying 3-0 the other night they're going to learn from these good and bad performances but that was a great one you look at all the games you try to learn you try to, you try to be better I, I think we showed an improved performance against Ukraine midweek from, from what we did in the summer and the idea is to replicate that again and don't switch off I spoke before the f- or in the first press conference about being in a position going in to play Poland, uh, play Ukraine in Poland, that we had a chance to to top the group. At the moment, all we've achieved is we can't get relegated from the group. That's the only thing we've achieved. We can finish third, we can finish second, we can finish first. So it's just to treat the Irish game as well as we treated the, the game against Ukraine to try and get the three points and make sure that we go to Ukraine and still in a good moment, still feeling good about ourselves and looking for the what would then be one point to, to to qualify. So we've still got everything in front of us. You can get carried away looking at what, what we could achieve, but let's just concentrate on the next game and try and make the next step forward. Peter, are you excited for tomorrow night? Of course, because you've had a performance like that and as you say, you're back on now because of the Champions League. We spoke about Celtic Rangers being involved in the Champions League and all the big players that was coming in. But international football, we say it's the highest accolade you can get to represent your country because it means you're doing well with your club as a player. And it's the highest, as I say, pulling on your Scotland jersey is one of the best things you could ever do. Have you still got some of them or did you give How them away? I've only got two or three. Yeah. Yeah. It was Paul Have you got them? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You never give them away. And the caps? Absolutely. Keep mm. them, everything Paul like that, you know. But I never swapped strips. Even with Celtic when we were in Europe, I never ever swapped because I thought they were hard enough to get. So <laughs> I never ever swapped them at any time. Barry, have you got... I've got my debut in my first game as captain. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then other ones to be honest with you I never swapped strips either I've gave them for, for yeah. charity mm-hmm. um, auctions and, and whatever but that's the two I've, I've kept because they're the two you've got to keep your debut Sure. and then obviously your first game is, mm. is captain they're up in the wall we've been working together for just over two years now so Christmas is coming soon Barry so there'll, there'll be something good <laughs> Big Derek gave me a cup winner's medal uh, which is at Hamden in the museum. You're not getting a medal. I keep, I, I keep, I keep, we need to get it back. Off you not get it back? No. Something, anyway, that, we'll talk about that off air. That's got to go back to Big Derek. Yeah, it was the cup final. He's the only player ever to score in a Scottish cup final before kick-off. Do you know how? Hmm. Mm. Derek Johnson scored Scottish cup final before kick-off. They, right, kicked, they right, kicked off yeah. at a minute to three and he scored in the first... 40 seconds against Hearts right. and Rangers won anyway oh, so right, okay. uh, I know so you, 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 you were cheating then were they? no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> centre <laughs> forward and centre half yeah indeed what a player yeah he Absolutely. was Derek, yeah, and part of the team you know scored at 16 against Celtic he did yeah 1970 League Cup final yeah. where Celtic had been winning everything really and then Rangers uh, were the underdogs in that day I remember the television getting yeah. kicked out the window that's what I always remember is that right yeah. <laughs> it's about a 16 year old listen tomorrow let's hope that Scotland can continue what they did their consistency we have to have it haven't we they've got to tomorrow night there's no excuses really. yeah I, I thought yeah. there was a bit of pressure on them on Wednesday night and I mm. thought they, they handled yeah. the occasion brilliantly um, that's why I was so impressed with the, the result but also it was the performance and the manner I thought some of the football some of the passes you plays 
um, round about the box third man running um, clearly there's been a, a bit of work done um, so it, no, it was a brilliant watching as I said when you get a result like that confidence has got to be sky high Hall of Fame for John McGinn tomorrow great you just got to look at his his contributions his goal scoring record his assists he can play different midfield positions he brings his own bubbly bright personality into the group he, he's, he's a key key member of the squad on and off the pitch I think he enjoys it when I push him a little bit further forward and he's got the chance to, to make those goals to make those assists uh, it works well for us it has worked well for us uh, and obviously I'm indebted to John for a lot of the a lot of the good wins that we've had because he's managed to get the goals or the assists so hopefully he can keep it going and hopefully he can get to 100 and get a few more goals and assists along the way Peter? I think the biggest thing he's got is mentality you know I think he's got that and he knows what he's good at I think that's important you know he doesn't kid on he's a playmaker or whatever he knows his strengths and listen he's had a wee bit of adversity at the start of the season as we know about Villa having a wee bit of criticism you know whether that's just or whatever we've not seen the games but that's the way it is in football and sometimes these are the ones that make you better and stronger because you can through the other side of them but I think that's the one thing he's always shown even when Scotland weren't playing well or whatever he was always trying to drive it on whether it was good, bad or different performances you never see him hiding so the big thing is his mentality and he knows his strengths Peter Grant who's got three Scotland caps Peter thanks for joining us tonight you come back next week if I'm asked if you're here yeah and Barry your caps around the 50 mark Um, football legend but you're so excited about the game tomorrow I can see it it, I mean the the games in June don't just hurt the players or the managers but they hurt you as a fan watching it I was a bit like is that this squad, squad got to a level yeah. where they can get above and that's what I was looking forward to watching that game and, and listen I, I, as I said I thoroughly enjoyed it with my tea and biscuits and hopefully it's the same <laughs> tomorrow night and yes sir you can boogie maybe tomorrow night maybe yeah but I'm, listen I'm more, <laughs> more than confident <laughs> more than confident we get the three points tomorrow Zoe Kelly will she play that in the show tonight that's coming up after the news thanks Barry we'll see you again on Monday Cheers. Peter see you during the week Cheers, thanks Paul. so much have Thank a great weekend much. good luck Scotland The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Service your existing car with us right now And it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.